Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I wanted to talk today about the Internet of Things, some of the utilities of it, and then some of the questions maybe left unanswered for the more practical users out there. So considering IoT for a second, the Internet of Things, one of the biggest issues I see with it is the leverage that it takes from the home, well, your security architecture that you have within the network of your house with a computer with like a desktop computer that was behind a router from your cable company that was running some security system or even just, you know, like a, a modern operating system that's able to run some kind of uh, mo frequent updates from the manufacturer uh, that's an Internet-connected device. When it was just sort of one Internet-connected device in the home, the security system was really probably even better, even with the the amount of uh, of I guess, information that would be sloughed off through error of the user. But now, with all of these connected devices all running to the router and all sending IP data across the network to remote servers in the cloud, someone else's computer out there, well, then there's a lot of other vectors of insecurity that start occurring, and especially if some of these elements of IoT aren't really updated as frequently with patches or security updates that keep systems like Windows 10 or like the, the Mac system that you might use secure, these things just take maintenance and development. And a lot of these companies that are smaller, they don't produce those things for a long time. Even a lot of the companies that produced IoT devices in 2015 aren't even in business anymore. And therefore, of course, don't support the service. And oftentimes it means even worse than just it having a failure of security, the device function itself doesn't have an IP gateway to access through its service anymore because the company's out of business. And then your item that you paid for without really maybe the explicit understanding of a license agreement continuing the service activation of the device while the company's in existence, now your device doesn't work at all in some instances. So it's quite ludicrous in those situations. I hope you don't get scammed out of money in that. IoT is great. My, my Echo device is fantastic for calling out timers in the kitchen and turning on and off lights remotely with that functionality. It's quite fun to yell out, turn my lights on, turn my lights off. It's great to do that sort of stuff, but outside of that, I wonder how adept some of these skills are going to be until we come about with a new iteration of voice recognition that's going to be a little closer to AI, actual artificial intelligence than something more like coding, like what we seem to experience right now. Seems a lot like coding, right? You can see more of my work at billynewmanphoto.com. You can check out some of my photo books on Amazon. I think you can look up uh, Billy Newman under the authors section there and see uh, some of the photo books on film, on the desert, on surrealism, on camping. Some cool stuff over there. Today I posted a photograph from uh, the Oahe Canyon area. It's like really remote southeast Oregon territory. It's really cool out there. I've only gone out there a couple times and, and really truthfully it would need to be, I don't know, it just needs to be explored much more than what I've put my time into it for. But it's just so remote. It's amazing how it is out there. Like... Um, what we did is uh, when we came in from Boise, we drove 
down and through that you're kind of in the Oahe area as it kind of flows into I guess the Oahe would flow into the Snake River uh some somewhere around like Ontario, Oregon. But uh but up above that I guess the Oahe goes up toward Winnemucca, which is sort of what I understand, or at least kind of it stretches on up there a little bit. I was hearing about we ran into this guy, uh this kind of <laughs> this kind of uh, eccentric mountain man up when we were in the Wallawa Mountains and he had talked to us. He stopped for a second. He was he he was in like uh hiking pants and you know a jacket with a handkerchief on. He was probably in his sixties maybe and he had told us that uh he was a uh, I don't know what he was. He was an enthusiast. He'd been out there for maybe like a month or so, maybe maybe he said like four or five weeks of, of being out in the Wallawa Mountains and he was uh, he had his partner going back into town to get provisions when uh, when we ran into him, but he had a tripod and a camera, and he was walking around, or he was on a hike through the Eagle Cap Wilderness trying to find these these trees, this type of pine that's being affected by climate change. As the climate gets warmer in the Alpine area, uh, as the temperature starts to lift in elevation, it changes the types of tree species that are able to live in the Alpine area there. So I guess it kills them off as the temperature gets higher for the certain type of pine tree. It's like, was it, like a two-needle pine and a five-needle pine? Something like that. But apparently, I guess that's that's what this guy's working on. So he's trying to work on a photo project for this. He talked to us for a while, though, about the Oahe Canyon, about the Snake River, and about, uh, I guess, about how before the dams were built, the salmon run would flow up the Columbia River, up the Snake River, up the Oahe River, and you would get salmon run all the way into the interior area of Winnemucca, California, or Winnemucca, Nevada. Way out there. So it's just really weird how they kind of pull up these smaller uh, tributaries of the Columbia from the ocean all the way back into the central part of the state of Nevada, too. So kind of a trip. But it was interesting to, uh, to talk to that guy for a few. And then when we were out in the Oahe area, it goes on for a really long time. But there's a few different sections of it. It's a big river, right? Like, so it's a, it's a whole territory of, uh, of land that sort of meanders through that section of Oregon. Um, but really beautiful landscape out there. What we did is we went to Rome. And then uh, there's like the Pillars of Rome. That's this, uh, this area out there. But then off from that, you can drive south really for quite a well, for a while on a dirt road. And then you pull around. And we took like this really bumpy little road, like a little access road out to this point. And we took some really cool photos of the Oahe Canyon. It's really pretty right there, at least in this spot that we were taking photos of. But it's cool. I guess if you go a little further, you can pull into this uh, this Three Forks region i think there's a dam or there's maybe there's a few dams on the oahe it seems like that's kind of what i've noticed from it but there's this backed up area where you can go in and what i want to do is i want to get a kayak and i want to set up a camping trip and and uh and kind of do like a backpacking trip and just throw the backpack in the kayak and then cut across uh the water you know kind of cut down the the oahe river and then pull out on different sides of it, you know, over a couple of days and do some camping and do some photos. But it seems like a really cool place to uh, to explore uh, the Three Forks area. I guess was that like the Trout Creek Mountains? It's maybe somewhere near there. Maybe it's not too near to there. I guess uh, that whole area it stretches up in a pretty expansive way. Like so, um, so from the Oahe section, then we drove over to like the Burns Junction, and then you have to drive past that, and then you're pretty close to the Alvord Desert. That's when we're driving west, right? So we're way out east, like near McDermott, Oregon, Rome, Oregon. I don't know. It's way out there. I hear that uh, like uh, like this week in early October, I hear it's hunting season. And I guess uh, I guess that's a huge area for uh, or it's a it's a big district for some of the bigger 
mule deer and I guess the elk that are out there. I guess that's a big area to go hunt elk. But I've also heard like the fossil area. There's probably plenty of drainages that uh, that work out as good hunting lands for, for this time of year for whoever's into that. But yeah, I've just been uh, working on some photo stuff. So yeah, the photo from the Oahe Canyon lands area is posted. I put that one up. I worked on it for a little while. Uh, trying to do some editing stuff, and uh, but yeah, it's really cool. I like the that area. I really want to go back there and spend some time there for real. You know, that's a tough thing is it's so remote sometimes, and you're kind of moving over a larger amount of land mass that uh, that whole region just sort of would take a week, maybe more, to kind of get into and explore. And I bet there's a lot of new, interesting photos and visual things you could see down there. It'd just be a cool adventure too. It seems like uh, like such a cool spot that's not really seen by a lot of other people. So, I don't know, an interesting thing and something to put on the opportunities list for uh, for next season as we uh, come back into the camping zone. But, yeah, it seems like you're going to have a couple months here, like winter in Oregon always is, of, uh, of it kind of turning down into a little bit of a slower time for the outdoor outdoor adventure, outdoor camping travel stuff. You can check out more information at billynewmanphoto.com. You can go to billynewmanphoto.com forward slash support if you want to help me out and participate in the value for value model that uh, we're running this podcast with. If uh, you receive some value out of some of the stuff that I was talking about, you're welcome to uh, help me out and send some value my way through the portal at billynewmanphoto.com forward slash support. You can also find more information there about uh, Patreon and the way that I use it. If you're interested or, or feel more comfortable using Patreon, that's patreon.com forward slash billynewmanphoto. I think uh, I've just been going through editing a handful of photographs and I wanted to talk about a few of the ideas that I had around that. Uh, it was cool. I was going through uh, through an archive on a hard drive that I have for a bunch of the images from a lot of the camping that we did during September while we were out this uh, this past year, and it was cool working with uh, with the newer Sony cameras, like uh, like I talked about a handful of times on this podcast so far, and uh, and working by like traveling around and camping and stuff, working in the truck and, and all that stuff was really cool. But uh, with a lot of those photos, uh, a handful of, or, you know, in a lot of ways, they really haven't been processed to a, to a final outcome yet. So one thing that I was working on was uh, trying to go through some of the photographs from Imnaha, Oregon. And Imnaha, Oregon, I'd talked about on here a bit, was uh, that area that's east of, of Joseph and Enterprise, Oregon, as you get up toward Hell's Canyon or... Um, yeah, I guess up there, like right on the Snake River and the Idaho border, and it's a cool spot. It's a a really interesting little town, and the, the geography out there uh, really changes uh, quite quite dramatically. Like right there, out next to the uh, Snake River, and and out next to all those hills and mountains that are over in that area. But uh, it looks like it used to be way more full of water out there. Just the amount of erosion that you can you can see that seemed like it ran through there to create those giant gorges that we see now. That's that's a lot of of earth movement that had happened out there. So uh, it's a really cool area out there. But uh, once you get out to Imnaha, there's no services, there's no gas, there's no store really. Uh, I think there might be some something if you if you could call ahead or knew what to call in, ahead for. But uh, there's a road that cuts out of Imnaha um, up the Imnaha River Canyon where the Imnaha River flows through, and then there's a road that cuts up uh, and it, it would go out toward Hell's Canyon or toward a viewpoint at least of uh, at the top of Hell's Canyon as you look down into the Snake River and the Oregon-Idaho Divide. 
really cool area up there and definitely worth a drive if you can get out there but uh, at a certain point there's a viewpoint that uh, you're able to to kind of walk out to that shows all of uh, the the Imnaha Canyon in a, in a really interesting way just the angle of it I think uh, it, everything starts to line up really nicely in that way and that's something I, I try and kind of look for as when I'm trying to put together some photographs um, so that area was uh, was really cool you know it's designed to look really beautiful but uh, I try to get uh, real low and, and bring in some of the uh, some of the, the context and texture of the grass uh, in this uh, this dry, grassy field that, uh, that kind of stretched off on a steep slope down the hillside as it went down to the bottom of the ravine or at the bottom of the canyon, you know, of the, the Imnaha River Canyon that's out there. But the contours of the land in the distance, it kind of all flowed into the same vanishing point as uh, as the Imnaha River, you know, sort of worked its way up back toward the horizon. But a uh, really beautiful area up there, and it was cool uh, just sort of focusing the camera and trying to, to trying to frame that up to sort of capture that immenseness of edge to edge, what it what it was really like to sort of feel the, 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 the just the amount of angle there is to that. And so uh, one thing that I was working on with this photograph was, uh, and a handful of the others from, uh, from the Imnaha River Canyon was um, trying, to, trying to work on some, some more advanced black and white conversions of these photographs, and I know there's uh, there's different um, different like high contrast filters and stuff for for good black and white images, and in a lot of ways that could really help a, a, a ton of images, especially if they're shot right uh, or you know cleanly with uh, good light. Uh, you know if the files are clean, there's a huge amount you can do with uh, with things like that. But uh, gosh, yeah, just trying to like go through and add black and white conversions that are a little bit more specific a little bit more adjusted to some of these photographs uh, especially ones that have like a structural context to them or, or a, a compositional element that's uh, really just defining the landscape by the structure of the land or by the uh, the angle of the land um, I kind of like uh, trying to mess with that a little bit so it was uh, it was cool working on it and I like the the way that it turned out it, uh, it kind of pulled some of the yellow color out of it which uh, is really just almost sometimes distracting uh, and then that strips it down to the, the kind of sharp angles that come in from the top of the uh, top of the frame to the bottom of the frame uh, these uh, these other sharp diagonals that uh, that are kind of matched up in parallel with it too so I kind of like that part of the composition elements that come about with when you you start working on stuff when you, when you kind of work uh, or just when you kind of start getting a little bit more trained and stuff and when you're able to sort of make things a little bit more easily that, that starts to come around a bit better but uh, but yeah it was cool working tonight on a handful of photographs from uh, from the Imnaha River Canyon and try to make some black and white conversions of them. Thanks a lot for checking out this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. Hope you guys check out some stuff on BillyNewmanPhoto.com. A few new things up there, some stuff on the homepage, some good links to other other outbound sources, some, some links to books, some links to some podcasts, links to some blog posts, all pretty cool. But yeah, check it out at BillyNewmanPhoto.com. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of the podcast. Talk to you next time.